Greetings, this is Tim Patterson, Trade Show Guy of Trade Show Guy Exhibits in Salem, Oregon. It is August 21st, 2017, and you can find me online at tradeshowguyblog.com. I'm also the author of Trade Show Success, 14 Proven Steps to Take Your Trade Show Marketing to the Next Level. You can pick it up on Amazon for under 20 bucks, or uh, get a free digital copy by going to tradeshowsuccessbook.com. That'll opt you into my newsletter. Uh, today on the show, I've got an interview with Diane Weiss-Jones of DJ Public Relations to talk about, uh, well, uh, public relations. Should be fun uh, conversation. Well, I know it was because it's already pre-recorded. <laughs> uh, what is public relations? What works best? How to tell a story? and more. I chatted with Diane previously so that we could make this work out. I'm actually on vacation as you're watching this being released uh, on Monday, the 21st of August. So let's get to it. So we've got Diane Weiss-Jones with us this morning from DJ Publicity. Uh, Good morning or good afternoon or whatever the case may be, Diane. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. It's actually DJ Public Relations. DJ Public Relations. I want to make sure I get that right. So uh, public relations is sort of this nebulous of umbrella that so many things fall under and i've heard the the um the phrase you know there's no such thing as bad publicity do you agree with that (laughs) i don't know if i would agree with that um publicity and public relations are a little bit different Um, publicity kind of falls under the public relations umbrella Um, there can be bad publicity I, i would say there's you can't have bad publicity but if you do public relations right um it can be very good for your company so what kind of publicity or public relations are, are companies looking for that they can actually work through in some sort of a system and do it, uh, you know, uh, systematically to get it out there? What kind of things can, can be done? Well, public relations can work for any business. And it's important that um, a public relations plan or your public relations goals match up with your business goals. So if your business or your organization or your association, if you're a business and you're selling a widget, your public relations goal should be to do public relations activities that help sell those widgets. If it's an association, it's, it's to, um, um, you know, that wants to get members, it's to do public relations activities that will help it get some members. Your public relations should always tie into your bottom line. And there's several things that you can do. One of the biggest things that we do in public relations is work with media. Uh, and there's actually three different types of media that you can that you can work with to help get your public relations messages, your business messages out there. Uh, and actually, a good friend of mine, Jesse Landis, who does Landis Media and Mark or uh, Media and Messaging in St. Petersburg, just uh, told me these yesterday, and I thought this is a great way to break it down. There's earned media, there's owned media, and there's paid media. And businesses can do all three of those to help get their message out to their dif- the publics that affect them. So what's the difference between earned and owned? I can, certainly paid media is advertising and things like that. So what is the difference between earned media and owned media? So earned media is when um, you do uh, public relations in order to, say, get a story in the New York Times, your local newspaper, or to get a TV story. You're trying to um, get publicity. You're trying to get a story that you don't pay for. You earn it, but that someone else um, someone else puts out there. Uh, in the PR field, we do that usually by putting out news releases about a company or something that's happening, or we make pitches directly to the reporter. And an important thing there is to remember to shape your message in a way that's going to get that reporter's attention. Um, just telling a company that uh, we've created this new widget 
and we want you to talk about it, that's not really gonna, that's not really newsworthy, that's not gonna get a reporter's attention. But if you tell the reporter, hey, we created a new widget, um, say for example, uh, you, you, you work in a pharmaceutical company and you created a new way to test uh, diabetics' blood that doesn't require them to, to prick themselves. So instead of saying, um, we created this new, this new product um, to help, that, that's gonna help di diabetics, um, you instead say, you know, uh, uh, Jane Smith, who's who's 12 years old, has to prick her fingers 10 times a day. Our new product will help her save her from that moving on in her life. You bring it around and and and, and include a human element so that it 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 uh, is more newsworthy. It touches the heart and it's more likely to get picked up. So earned media is when um, someone else tells your story. Someone else is is reporting your news for you, um, and you don't pay for it. So the best thing, of course, is like a local TV camera uh, crew likes, likes it so much, a TV station, they send a crew out to your place and interviews you, for instance, and then walks through your business and, and whatever that may be so that you're getting uh, something that they're basically on their dime and you're getting free exposure as a result exactly. of something that you're doing internally. So that would be earned media. So what's right. owned media? So owned media is actually what uh, the types of media, the types of communication tools that you and your company own and you control the message on. Um, anything from newsletters, your website is your owned media. This podcast is your owned media. You control the message sure. on this. Uh, blogs, blogs are huge right now. You're controlling your message on blogs that you write. Social media is owned media. You own your face, your company's Facebook page, Twitter page, LinkedIn, Instagram. Those are all communication tools, media tools that you can use to get your message out about your company. And what's great about owned media is that Google um, really rewards businesses who create good, interesting, shareable content, um, meaning you know, as a business, we always want to be at the top of the Google page when somebody does a search. There's a joke, where do you hide a dead body on the second page of Google results? Because nobody goes <laughs> to the second page of Google you know, results. I've never heard that before. I like that. So, yeah, so that's, so you want to be on that first page. And Google will reward you if you put out good, original, shareable content on a regular basis. So if you put it, if you keep your Facebook page updated, if you, um, uh, post blog posts to your website, if you share information that other people can share, if you make your own media very interactive and, and like I said, unique and original, not stagnant, Google will reward you and it'll have an easier chance of finding you when people do search results. So that own media is so important um, to use as a business and like I said, to keep it, um, to keep it fresh and new and shareable. And we, and we could talk about blogging all day. It's one of my favorite subjects, but you know, it, and I'm not the first to say this, but I've always felt that uh, having a blog is the best piece of real estate you can have online because uh, you can own the URL, you can own uh, everything about it except for the company that's actually serving that, you know, hosting that, but you own all the content, you, you control everything. And, you know, I always thought you need to put good content on there that people can find that's interesting, that solves a problem, satisfies a need, makes people interested, so that it is worth sharing, as opposed to using it as a platform to just brag about yourself and say, hey, our manager won a new award. People don't care about that. You know, they want to know how you can solve a problem. And that's, to me, what a blog is really important at. And the other thing about a blog is you can do multimedia on it, video, uh, uh, audio, um, you know, images, every, everything can show up on that platform. It's just, it's just so useful. 
And once you've done your blog and you've posted it on your website, then share it on Facebook, exactly. share, it on, right. then share it on Twitter, um, put it in your e-newsletter that you send monthly to your customers or your employees, um, and, and, and use the other sources that you have that are free to you to get that, that message out there. So uh, let's go back to earned media. Uh, when you do this with a company and you place a story, for instance, in a local paper or a national paper, uh, do you actually put a value on that earned media? Is that something you guys try and calculate internally? Is, is that important? You know, it's interesting because um, when I started in PR over 20 years ago, um, <laughs> we... <laughs> We did, um, we did put a value, um, a PR value on, on um, news stories. And that was because really, and it, it is true today, um, people put more value on a story that they read in the newspaper, an article in the newspaper, as opposed to an advertisement. Because obviously they know that an advertisement is placed by the company and a story is not. So, and, and 20 years ago, and still today, by you know, if somebody wants to use it, the 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 value of that was two and a half times the ad value. So I would, when I was an intern, I spent my time taking news articles and finding the advertising rate, and two and a half times that, and that's the PR value. Um, we don't really want to, we don't really do that as much today because there's so many more outlets and so many more communication. Um, opportunities for us, but I think it, it it pretty much goes without saying that getting a story placed, especially in a reputable paper, has a tremendous value, tremendous public relations value. And then um, if you create something again that is shareable, that you put there, you put out there, and then people start sharing it on Facebook and sharing it on their other social networks. I mean, the PR value is just huge. But it comes back to all that is great, but are you? helping the business achieve the bottom line. Does your article um, help that company sell their widget or right. get that random passed? And that's a little bit harder to, to measure, but that again is something we have to keep in the back of our minds all the time. Right. And, and I, uh, you know, I've had uh, my company appear in print a few times, press releases get published and, and people have done stories, not a lot, uh, but it's nice to have that. It's something you can point to, something you can put on your website to say, Hey, I, I was covered in the local paper here. Uh, and you know, but the question does, does, does it make the phone ring or does it make people, uh, order stuff from you? And that's, you know, they may have your, your uh, brand more top of mind. Or they might know who you are, but will they remember you when it's time to order something that, that you can offer? And that's, that's the challenging question, I think. So. It is. And, and, um, that's one of the things I, we do have to tell clients that if, you know, you can't expect an immediate turnaround all the time, um, but again, you're building brand awareness. You're building trust in the company. Um, I work with some clients and we do guest columns um, in, in local newspapers where they're just giving their information, uh, a, finan a financial services company and a law firm to that come to mind. And they're just giving out this information that they know for free to help people. And, and, and that's what we all should be doing. We should be helping people. But it helps these people. But when they come around to say, you know what, I could probably use a professional to help me. When they get to that point, our goal is for them to think, you know what, I remember reading in the paper this company, you know, this guest column, or, oh, I remember reading about that. You know, that's who I want to use. You're building up trust. You're building up brand awareness. You're building up um, visibility for your business. Uh, so when somebody does decide to make a buying decision, they do come to you. Right. Or so do that Google search they see you and they see positive results in the Google Right, story. right. Uh, so a couple of other things I'm curious about. You, you mentioned when we chatted earlier uh, about, uh, you, I think you made a comment, no amount of uh, public relations can make up for bad customer service. I'm curious, let's get your take on that because obviously you've had experience. 
bad customer service is, is what it is. It is. And, and I got that from the great Peter Shankman. You know, he is the one that really touts the importance of customer service and, and re- the best public relations is, is good customer service. So we can do everything we can to get you publicity and, and, and exposure. But if then the customer comes back and has a bad experience at your business, um, we, you know, you've kind of done it for naught. And unfortunately, that person is then going to go onto their social media platforms and tell their friends and family what a bad experience they had. And that's, you know, that's exactly what we don't want. So um, make sure that your product is where it needs to be. Your service levels are where they need to be before you decide to go out and publicize them. And, and, I, and I was remember speaking a, a couple of years ago to uh, uh, the name tag guy, Scott Ginsburg, and I asked him, how do you promote yourself? Uh, as a speaker. And he says, I just give a kick-ass speech every time. <laughs> and so if you're giving something that people can't get enough of, mm-hmm. you're going to do well. And, that, and, 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 and sometimes you have to tell that story. You and it do. takes a it's, PR person. It's, and it's interesting you said that. It is so much storytelling. What we do in our business is storytelling. When I go uh, work with a client, um, when I start working with a new client, I really want to get in there and I start asking scum questions that they may think are crazy, but I've asked them about their personal life, their community involvement, um, their, you know, their likes, their dislikes, their, their history. So that, because it, it, what may make what may be a great story may not just pop out at you and what the CEO says I want to I want to promote this I want to get this well that's great but that's not a good story what is a better story is how um, you know you clawed your way out of, of nothing and built this business that's a better story uh, I work with a company that a private aircraft charter company and the owner of the company um, who is now obviously doing very well started throwing bags for United Airlines that's where he started. That's a great story. That's a yeah. wonderful, you know, um, um, success story that people want to hear about. And, and, and let me tell that story. And in the end, by the way, this is, you know, he's, he's built an amazing business and you probably would, you know, if you can, if you'd like to work with him, here's how you do it. Right. Right. So, uh, one last thing I'm curious to know, uh, if someone's looking for a, a PR company, how do, how do they vet someone? What kind of things do they look for? What kind of questions should they ask? That's a, that's a great question. Um, I will say that there is an accreditation process in public relations. It's called the, uh, actually it's called the accreditation in public relations. <laughs> Not really unique there. It's the APR. Um, and that is something that I, I have my APR. I'm very proud of it. So if you're working with a public relations professional, you might want to ask them if they have their APR. There's several organizations, um, professional associations that we belong to. I belong to the Public Relations Society of America. Here in Florida, we also have the Florida Public Relations Association. So being involved in an association is another way to kind of uh, acknowledge the importance of what we do and, and, and the fact that we are committed to our profession. Um, and then honestly, most of the work that I get is referrals, which is, you know, in any business, that's what you want. But right. having, you know, if someone, if you see someone doing a great job, if you see some a business getting great stories placed or, or, you know, doing a really good job communicating with the various publics that affect them, ask them who they use for public relations. Some people, um, you know, have in-house PR people. Some people, uh, use smaller companies, use agencies or independent consultants like myself. Well, I appreciate it, Diane. This is, we're speaking with Diane Weiss uh, Jones, who's got the company called uh, DJ Public Relations. What's the best way to, to find you, Diane? Well, my website is djpublicrelations.com. My Twitter is djprtampa. Okay. Um, and then, of course, you can find me. I have a, P, a Facebook page, and my email is diane at djpublicrelations.com. 
Very good. Diana, appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us here on the Trade Show Guy Monday Morning Coffee. Thank you so much. Very nice. I want to thank Diane Weiss-Joins of DJ Public Relations for joining me on the show today. Uh, check the uh, show links at tradeshowguyblog.com for uh, information on how to get through to her. Uh, today's trade show tip, how should you price things for an exhibiting program? Well, that's a question I get or some form of it uh, quite frequently, actually. The question often comes up in regards to how much does it cost to get a new exhibit made? or how much to upgrade something on an existing exhibit. Uh, but there are a lot of moving parts to answering that question. So I start asking questions before I can answer the question. I think ultimately you need to have an internal discussion in your company that covers uh, things such as exhibiting goals, uh, schedule number of shows you'll likely be at uh, with the type of presence you desire at each show, along with available budget and where does that budget come from. That's all internal. And what might happen if you don't go to certain shows? Or what might happen if you don't go to any shows at all? Will that uh, curtail your sales? Those types of things. Uh, is there a big downside to not going to shows? Uh, so there's no easy answer. The question is part of a larger discussion of what you want to accomplish with an exhibiting program. Are you there for just a single show? Is that it? Just one show? Maybe maybe next year you do the same show if you get something out of this show? A lot of planning should go into that show. Are you doing six shows or 10 or 20 a year? Are there some shows that you have to be at that you feel and some that you would just like to be at? Again, a longer conversation. I think uh, going over your costs regularly is very important. You should know how much drayage costs, how much shipping costs, how much new exhibits cost, how much upgrading graphics cost, how much travel and logistics for all your uh, shows are, how much labor costs are, so on and so forth. The more you know, the better informed your decisions will be. So I want to finish up the show with one good thing. For the last 25 years, uh, hit or miss, I've, I've mostly gone to a show Speaking of shows, uh, at Pebble Beach, 18th Fairway, it's the Concord d'Elegance. It's the, uh, it's what, 60, 70 years they've been doing this show. Uh, hundreds of cars, vintage, expensive, exquisite cars line the fairway, uh, 18th Fairway at Pebble Beach. It's the Concord d'Elegance, and, and I'm I'm back there. Actually, I was, if by the time you're, uh, this is released on, on Monday the 21st, it will have been yesterday. So it was a great show, I'm sure. <laughs> I know because I've been to many of these. So that's the one good thing. I've been going for a, a quarter of a century. Great way to spend a Sunday afternoon is at Pebble Beach in the third weekend of August to see the Concorde d'Elegant. So uh, that's what I've been doing. Hey, have a great week. Catch you next weekend. <laughs>